Welcome, everybody, to week 11 of the Westward Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, got my my arch rival on the podcast this week. Trevor, how you doing? Oh, doing well. And, and arch rival is a harsh word. Well, this week you're Pardon. my arch rival because we play and my season is on the line. Uh, as is mine. Well, you're um, you have that precious five fifth win in ten games. You're five hundred right now. I'm four and six. Another loss, and I'm four and seven. That guarantees a uh, sub five hundred season. All these stats going over my head. All I know is that I am doing better than I have any other season. And I'm desperate to keep the streak going. Well, I can see that. You are the most invested I've ever seen you in fantasy football. Which um, isn't to say much. No, but <laughs> but in a year when there's some waning interest from other parties that typically are very invested, it's good to see, you know, uh, a newbie like you. <laughs> you're not. Well, there you go. Yeah. You're, I, a, I, you're a newbie to the playoff new. scene. Is what I mean. You've yes. you were actually in this league before I was. Oh, is that true? I know I was like in it the first year ever, I think, and then I very much had no interest and dropped out for many years. Yes. And then and then got pulled back in during I don't know, like the debacle of like twenty thirteen or something like that, where we lost two of our players, and then in comes Trevor. I think we that might have been the year we lost three, or did Jay and Winna may may have stayed on for a year longer than Russo, but uh, yeah, you came back on two th- in two thousand thirteen, and I think you were you're right, you were in this league first year. It was like two thousand eight, and then I joined in two thousand ten, and then I quit in two thousand thirteen, and then I came back in twenty fourteen. So no, well there you go. Yeah. Yes, but a lot is on the line for both of our teams. That is for certain. Well, because we are we are the only two people in this league that have never made the playoffs. <laughs> so we're we're it's... we're very similar teams, you know, we're very similar in a lot of ways. And uh, if you beat me this week, you're dead to me. <laughs> well, we might be similar uh, on paper and stats, but when you look at our actual teams, I think there is a big difference in terms of talent. You you would think, but talent doesn't necessarily translate into fantasy points, as evidenced by the fact that you <laughs> you have more points than I do on the year. And that's where I'm just kind of uh, just sort of winging it. Yeah, uh, you have eight yeah, more points I, than I do on the year. Because we should also point out, I probably, no, I don't probably, I know the least about football. I'm the only one who probably doesn't watch a single game. Uh, I catch a couple of the highlights and try to read some news stories, but I know next to nothing about what's going on. You don't even watch the games? No, I do not. I'll, I'll catch like maybe a bit of the Pats game or something like that. I mean, first off, I don't have cable TV, so that's right there. So if I want to watch something, I'm left struggling to find some illegal stream of it uh, online or go to a bar. Well, go to Reddit or get rabbit ears. You live in Chicago. Rabbit ears should get everything. You would think that, but I live in an old house with a bunch of lead paint. Ah, I did not know that. <laughs> um, but you listen to fantasy football podcasts, do you not? I do. 
You do. So you don't watch so football, I, but you listen to fantasy football podcasts. Yeah. And so for me, it's weird because when I'm doing this, I don't really think of real people playing. It's almost just like, oh, these are characters in a story, and I'm just kind of investing in them in my own little way. So, well, that's <laughs> it's almost better in some senses because you can just look at someone and you just look at the numbers. You're not biased against them. You're not like, well, I'm not going to pick up Robbie Anderson. You're just like, whatever. His his numbers look to line up with a good player, so I'm going to pick him up, and then he's going to win me some games. I guess so, yeah. I, I don't have any being like, oh, I'm not going to play this person because clearly they're on a team where the quarterback sucks. I'll look to see if, if it's just like, no, does, is the opportunity there? Does it look like um, they might have a larger role in the coming weeks or what have you? And didn't. That's pretty much my only strategy. Well, it, it works. I mean, <laughs> when you have the most consistent tight end in football, you know, everything else just falls into place. Yes, because it all hangs off the tight end. Oh, I love Zach Ertz. I just looked at his his season stats, and it's just like double-digit points every week, but he hasn't scored 20 yet. It's just beautiful. Uh, well, so I mean, that, well, that's the thing about – yeah, I, I, the one thing, so for, for many years I had, you know, Odell Beckham and AJ Green as like my wide receiving team. And I felt really good with that because it's like, all right, here are some big name players that even I know about. And they can be like the cornerstone, um, and get me a lot of points. And, and frequently either they were like battling injuries or they were underperforming and it just kind of, you know, I just got, and then every now and then they would give them like a really good game and a big game, but it might be useless. Um, and I've learned to just love if you can find a player who you know, delivers consistent results week after week, even if they're not like crazy good points, but they're just like they're adequately good. I'll take that. I want I want a sure thing. Yeah, and it, and it's paying off for you this year, um, especially lately. I was looking at so the last five games, and I talked about this last week, and I've updated the analysis. So you're scoring 132 points a week over the last five games, which is good for second in the league. Uh, and so Steve scored 90 points this week. So <laughs> I'm saying you are you are the hottest team in the league, the most consistent, the hottest team. Uh, and now I'm playing you this week, and I think I'm going to lose. Well, I would – so I listened to last week's podcast, and, and Tim had it right um, when he was betting against me, saying that, like, I'm – it's just a matter of time before my team, my players, everything comes back down to earth. Uh, you're definitely – first of all, you're playing against me this week, and I can't put in Carlos Hyde or Robbie Anderson. Um you know, Marquise Goodwin, even though he had a great last week, I mean, you know, even the option to, to, to battle whether he'd be a flex play or not, I can't, he's not even an option. So I, I am definitely playing with a hammer tie my back um, and, and using a lot of boom or bust players <laughs> to yeah. see what, you know, is this the week Josh Doxson or Bruce Ellington is going to like really step out and get like 20 points each. Yeah, I don't think so. I well, so I so a you know I have bad luck, but b I've been talking shit on Josh Doxson for a while, 
And why that is is because every like self-proclaimed expert has been calling his breakout all year. And I'm just I just call him bullshit. Like even if he does break out against me, which he probably will, I'm not giving anyone credit for calling that because they were calling it in week two. And like he it, he has the most targets. So last week was his most targeted week with like seven targets. So he is on the upswing, but you can't call it in week one and then take credit for it in week fucking 11. I, I mean, I don't know if uh, New Orleans defense is, is where he's going to break out. Maybe week 12. Yeah. I hope. Um, yeah. With the Giants. Oh, yeah. Everyone breaks out against the Giants. Yeah, I'll feel a lot more comfortable playing them because next week I'm going up against Galligan. Yeah, you're, you're going to yeah. beat him. Stop giving him respect <laughs> he doesn't deserve. You're going to beat Galligan. Uh, I hope I beat you, though, because then maybe both in, you and I can go seven and six. We'll see. Um, what I wanted to look at, though, was... So you and I were talking and kind of comparing our seasons and I talked about how I thought I had a good draft, but I haven't been great in free agency. Whereas I think your draft was only so, so, but you've been great in free agency. So I figured let's take a look. Let's look at who you drafted and kind of analyze, uh, how all these picks went for you. Uh, Uh, A little walk down memory lane. Yeah. So with your first pick third overall, Odell Beckham Jr. Well, that was a yeah. That was my uh, that was my keeper. Um, I pretty much had the option between him or AJ Green, and I went Odell. Which, in hindsight, him getting injured a few weeks into the into the season probably wasn't the best choice. Mm-hmm. But well, as you go down down my draft order you'll see at least i had a backup yeah and so the thing with odell beckham jr is he got injured the week after he played me and he 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 got two touchdowns against me his only good week of the year um (laughs) but but then we look at your your second round pick and and i think this one hurts because you were strategy you were strategizing like what to do about isaiah crowell and you're thinking about keeping him, and I told you, don't keep him, because Leonard Fournette's probably going to be available for you at that Which point. he was not. He was not. What could have been, right? What could have been. I know. But, so Odell Beckham Jr., Isaiah Crowell, number two. So both those guys really haven't factored into your season at all. No, in fact, this is going to be the first week I played Crowell since maybe like week two. I, I think I've just been sitting on him the entire season. Um, didn't even make a move to try to sell him when he started like performing a little bit more consistently to try to get a mid-tier player. But I finally feel good about playing him again. Ugh, yeah, he's he's gonna do what um, Amari Cooper did to me and have his only good <laughs> game of the season, like only great game of the season against me. Mm-hmm. All right, so in your third round, I I when you made this pick, I scoffed a little bit. I thought you were reaching here, but you took Russell Wilson at number three as your third round pick. I can justify this. This was for what? Two, three seasons prior to this. I had been stuck because our keeper, our, our draft rules and our keeper rules were a little bit different. And it was really hard in our league to come by a QB. So Year after year, I was stuck with Big Ben. And Big Ben, despite numbers, 
you know, always being in the top. He is a hot and cold player like no other. Um, either having a crazy good game and putting up ridiculous numbers or he's not giving you anything. Um, and I really didn't want to be in that position again. I really didn't want someone else to grab Wilson, who Sweeney was very vocal in giving up and, and urging me to take him. Um, and I just didn't want to be in the position where someone else swooped in and grabbed him like round four and I was left picking up Ben or someone else again, or well, Ben or someone else worse. Well, so Sweeney, I think could have kept him in like the sixth round and that would have made his team a lot better this year. Uh, well now it would have, but he would have had Deshaun Watson as well. So who knows how that would have played out, but, uh, good for you. Uh, I think it ended up working out. Russell Wilson, I think, is going to end the year as either like the top one or two quarterbacks in the league. Um, but you did pick the right year to to go away from Big Ben because you said he was hot and cold, but this year he's just mostly cold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then uh, another person that was cut and shouldn't have been, in my opinion, uh, you got Carlos Hyde in the fourth round. Yeah, and uh, that one, I mean, like, so, yeah, I think uh, uh, between Hyde and then jumping ahead, who was the next round? Was the next round Ingram? It was, yeah, so you got back-to-back running backs. Yeah, I got back-to-back, and those two are probably, if we're looking at my team, aside from Earths, have been, like, really my star power. Yeah, and those are two, like, not very sexy names. Like, no one wanted either of those guys, and they really, they're the reason why you have the second most points in the league, like you said. And that just goes to show, I mean, put the kid who has no idea what he's doing and he's just trying to grab something that looks okay point-wise. Yeah, I mean, Ingram has been the best running back in the league over the last, like, five weeks. So, um, followed closely behind by, like, Alvin Kamara. So, the Saints are insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that... Three, four, five did really well in the draft. I think you made really good decisions. Uh, six, seven, and sort of eight, you you fell off a little bit. Uh, Willie Sneed in the sixth round. Ooh, yeah. I think he was long gone from my team after like the third week. Yeah. Did you did you ever play him? I played him once, I think, against Stan. I might have. Yeah. Um, I think I was desperate, and I needed, and I needed uh, like a flex spot or something, and threw him in it. Not. I think it was like right when he might have came back from an injury. Did he have an injury early this season? I don't know. It doesn't matter. He was back, and oh, and I think it was like a London game. He was back for, ah. and it just and it just did not. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. It was miserable. So. And then possibly a worse selection than Willie Sneed in the seventh <laughs> round, Dante Moncrief, the namesake. Oh, the namesake. I mean, yeah. And I feel like Moncrief was a keeper. Um, he was. He, yeah. Thinking about it again, was, was Sneed a keeper too? Sneed, I think, was also a keeper. Ah, oh, strange choices. Um well, I'm going to keep the namesake, and I still have the namesake, and I probably haven't played him at all. Um, but and it's but actually, it's not the namesake anymore, so I might get rid of him. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, he, he should have been better when everyone thought Andrew Luck was going to be back before at all this season. I mean, they thought he was going to be out three or four games. 
Um, but no, it was not to be. Uh, eighth round, this guy was actually a steal until he was put on the IR. Uh, Pierre Garçon did some really good things for you for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pierre Garçon was, was good. And in my other league, I had him as well. And I was able to trade him off for, for some sorely needed RB support. Um, but yeah, yeah, he turned out to be a pleasant surprise and, and a team that is terrible. I know. Despite the 49ers being terrible, you seem to have gotten like your fair share of points from them. Certainly did it mm-hmm. against me because uh, mm-hmm. that was the game where the 49ers played the Rams and you got like 60 points between your two uh, 49ers, which, you know, <laughs> total crap. Uh, number nine, your ninth round pick, uh, maybe the one of the steals of the draft, Zach Ertz in the ninth round. Mm-hmm. He was a key. So is he is is he right now ranked as as the best TE in our league? Um, PPR. Uh, let me check because so it, they so now they've all been through their buys. So it, it was so it's be, an even playing. It'll be fair. Um. It will be as I vamp. I'm not really vamping. I'm just saying the word vamp. Okay. I think I'm... My computer's going so slowly. Tight end. All players. Filter. I'm going to try to beat it to you, too. Okay. So it looks like Travis Kelsey is just a little ahead. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Between Ertz and Gronk. Yeah. So if... So if this wasn't a PPR league, no, Kelsey would still have you ba- barely, but like, mm-hmm. um, it's close. I mean, the top three, er- Ertz is above Gronk. He's the number two when you got him in the ninth round, whereas Kelsey and Gronk <laughs> were both third rounders. Mm-hmm. So big value <laughs> there. I was, I've been trying to trade for him all year. All I think year. that also, that also goes back to, seasons prior never really focusing on a tight end and always being left like with with tight ends that are utterly useless and um and and, and despite i don't know waiting so long I'm, I'm glad i lucked out with something that that, that i had no expectation uh would well, be you know such a powerhouse on the eagles i think i think what happened with Ertz is that he's always had the skill and like every year people predict him to break out and what it took was for him to have a really good quarterback in Carson Wentz and mm-hmm. now i don't see there are no signs of him uh, slowing down um now we get back to uh, some rounds in which you maybe didn't do as well um we'll go through them a little faster eli manning in the 10th he is now in the free agency yeah um 11th austin hooper who has gotten some play time for you he's been my backup tight end and you know i i'm actually against we even had the discussion about do i want to put him in my uh flex spot or not last week and i you know, just picked up Croft off the waiver wire and was like, you know what, I'm going, I'm going Croft and Croft shit the bed. He really uh, did. Yet, yet Austin Hooper, what pulls in the best game I think he's had since maybe like the start of the season. Well, week one, I think he got like an 80 yard touchdown, uh, but other than that, yeah. he's been pretty. Uh, he's been okay, not great. Uh, but he's yeah, been okay, not great. But but you know, it's still. 
Anyways, and who else did I grab at the end there? All right, so 11th was Hooper, 12th was Blair Walsh, who you've since kicked to the curb for uh, Butker. Uh, Mm -hmm. 13th round, here's a guy who's done really well for you, thanks in large part to the injury of Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard. There we go, the handcuff. The handcuff to save them all. All Um. All right. Yeah, and now now he is my top wide receiver. Yeah, and I mean he he looks to be he's going to be great for the rest of the year because uh, they have no one to throw to other than Evan Ingram. Uh Kenny Galladay, number fourteenth round. Uh, I I think I picked that purely on the name. Was that before you started ta- listening to uh, the podcast you listened to? Yeah, I picked it because I was going to change my T name to Kenny G. Uh, that would have been good. All right. 15th round, Rex Burkhead, who who is now sort of relevant again. Not really. Yeah, I've been, I've been hearing his name tossed around. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, if, you could, if you could do it again, other than ignore ignore Odell Beckham Jr. and Isaiah Crowell. We've sort of talked about it. If you could do it again, what would you change? Um, I mean, like, I can't even remember what was available when what. Like, who would I go after? Like, who are my... No, my I guess, like, who are, who are you most angry with yourself for drafting? Oh. Um, aside from Crowell and aside from Odell... Um, I wouldn't say I'm angry that I drafted them, but I'm angry that I kept Moncrief and, um, and of course, Sneed. I think those were just, like, I haven't even been able to use them for one game for their points. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and, and they, weren't, they weren't that low down. That was still, like, kind of, like, in the upper half of the mid-tier for draft selection. So I think that's the biggest waste. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um but all right, so that was your draft, and then you've made some great free agent pickups, namely like Robbie Anderson. Um, it, a lot of people that I thought you picked up in the free agency may or may not have just been keepers, but Robbie Anderson really sticks out to me as someone who's helped your team become the team it is. Um. um. How long have I had him on my team now? I feel like it's at least three weeks. Yeah, you've had him three or four uh, weeks, but you got him. Like, he had one good game, and you picked him up, and then he's had a good game every week since, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquise Goodwin yeah, I was, mean, a, was a great pickup because he got you that big game the one week you started him. Yeah, and I kind of just been like going back and forth with him. He definitely seems like a you know another person who could be hot or cold. I mean, I don't like relying on anyone except for Carlos Hyde on, on, on the 49ers. Oh, yeah. um, so we'll we'll see. That's that, he's always going to be a flex option if I really need it. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, um, um, so I got a couple questions I want to ask you because I ask everyone. Um, all right. So let's figure out what order to do it in. Uh, who do you think your biggest and ignore what I said at the beginning of this podcast. Who do you think your biggest rival in fantasy football is? Not just this year, but all years. Oh, in all years. I would have to go just because this guy has been I, – I run to him for help almost all the time in terms of drafts uh, or in terms of like selecting who I'm going to bench and who I'm going to play or who I should look to pick up or anything like that. 
um, is going to be Sweeney. Oh, no. Sweeney has is going going way back to the beginning. He is the one person who I've always I was drafting for my other league um, while uh, earlier this uh, this season, and I was at Six Flags with no service right when the draft started. And was scrambling to get service, I ended up running out of the park into the parking lot. I finally get service, only to see like I'm, you know, four or five of my slots have already been drafted. And I kind of scramble as I'm trying to do it, and I call Sween up, who happens to be drunk, and of course, and I'm screaming at him for him to review my draft set. And like, and I'm like, are my players good? I don't know. Auto draft drafted uh, Drew Brees in like the second round. What the hell was with that? But you know, he was able to kind of talk me down and say like, "Nah, you're okay. Just do this, do that." Um, but I would say just based on the sheer fact of how much help he's given me throughout the the, the years, and that's not to say like I haven't talked to like all of you guys uh, for you know weighing in on your opinions depending on uh, how the season's looking. And I do when I do match up against Sween, that is the one week where I can't actually talk to him for help. Yeah, um, so that, that that that's significant. And when I played him this year, it just happened to be uh, it just happened to be a game where like half of his team was by, which I blame was the only reason why I was able to like kind of stomp over him without a second thought. It it is funny. No one said Sweeney to that question before, so it's good to know. I'm going to pair you off. You are now rivals in my head. Um, similar question, but not. The same. If you could boot one person from this league, who would it be and why? Oh, is that a loaded question? Well, is that going to be something where, where, um, you know, it comes back to haunt the person? Are you just creating some bad blood? I don't know. Well, I mean, so, I do have an, I, I, I do right. have an answer. Well, so D booted um, Weber. Weber booted D. Um, mm-hmm. I forget who else booted whom, but give me your answer. Ah. Uh. Let's see. At least for this season, our two Steves. Stan is just kind of like, but he, he he's like the Pats in what oh eight or whenever they had like the undefeated. So you're just um, you're booting him because his team's too good. I, I'm not. I'm not booting. Him. I'm just. I'm just speculating. Okay. Just, okay. Just, okay. Stevie kind of just. I mean, the way he sort of you know threw in the towel at week four definitely rubs me the wrong way. But you know. I, I gotta. <laughs> I don't like where this is I going. I think the fact that I think the fact that D always seems to be really good. I mean, she won last season, right? I feel like she's always been in the playoffs. Um, and and the fact that like this year, you know, she she's been definitely in the top three. I think for the majority of the season, if not the entire season. Um, but for you and I, where we both have had, you know, our definitely in the top three in terms of like total points values. She is not. And when you look at the score, um, she actually has what the top, you know, or the least amount of points against, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's the luck of the Webers. I think the Webers yeah. sometimes have crazy good luck in fantasy football. Yeah. They'll, and, they'll tell you, that, they'll tell you they have bad luck, but I've seen nothing but good luck on their end. Yeah. I'm not saying that deserves a boot, um, but that definitely, all right, you know, you're booting the, the, D. It definitely strikes in, yeah. You're booting D, I hear you. I'm not booting anyone. I'm uh, just saying. All right, I, 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 I don't wish anyone to leave the league. Two votes to boot D. <laughs> uh, last question. Uh, name, and you might struggle with this one, but what? 
Who are your five favorite fantasy football players of all time? Oh, Jesus. You're asking the kid who... All right, well, who doesn't know a thing about football? No, it just Whoa. players that have been on your team. You know, players that have been on your team. You know, like Odell Beckham Jr., Zach Ertz. You know, just who? All right, well, I, I'll just list off the the ones I, I I do know and the ones that like have definitely hurt me. Um, I've had Gurley on another league before. Um, during the year, he sucked balls, uh, and for whatever reason, you know, they they figured out his the running game at LA and now he's amazing and it's a sore spot in my heart that I wish I had him. In fact, I think you have him. Or I you do got have him. him. You are correct. So that's something that always sticks out into me. I know going in, I would always love to have Leon Bell on my team. Um, that's just something that I've looked at for a while. Um, I do, I, I, for whatever reason, I got a soft spot in my heart for AJ Green. Um, I also he, have he really him. Just, yep. Yep. You, you're pretty much have my dream team. Um, and during the time when you were having having your breakdowns and trying to unload, I thought there was a brief shiny moment that AJ Green might come running back to me. Um, and uh, you know, and I, I gotta say, uh, I gotta, I love the Ertz. Ertz, Ertz. Is that five um, or is that four? I think that's four. That's four. Uh, what do I got to scramble for one more in there? Um. I got nothing else for it. I'm All trying right. to think of like a QB that I would like, but I don't really have a QB I'm loyal to. All right, why don't we uh, just I, I say can't... Harrison Butker and move on? Would go for for a kicker. Yeah, why don't we say Butker? I I don't I don't have any loyalty to kickers too. Like that's the whole thing when you were like ah you picked a kicker and Blair Walsh at this. I I think kickers are players that you can easily swap in and out because it's really hard to tell which one's going to have a great game. Um, maybe I don't give them enough credit that like there's real talent in kickers, but I feel like most of them can, can deliver if it's the right matchup. So I just look for matchups. I don't look for the player. All right. All right. How about Bruce Ellington? How do you feel about him? We're going to name him. If he, we'll see after this weekend, if he has a great game, he's your number five. All right. Before I let you go, we have to predict the matchups this week. Mm. Okay. This one so up. um so let's start we'll start from the bottom. I'm looking at my my home screen right now. Uh Sweeney is it, is it the Sweeney? Sweeney plays Weber this week. Um and let me look. Mm. So that matchup, Weber actually leads nine seven all time. Oh really? I the luck of the Webbers. Um you know I'm just trying to do a quick gauge of their teams. Um, I'm I'm probably going to go Weber. I just based on the history. I don't know. Looking at yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to agree with you. Um, I although I feel like Sweeney's going to get lucky and go six and five. I just I can't let that happen. I can't pick that to happen because it's going to hurt my chances at the playoffs. So I'm going to pick <laughs> Weber to beat him. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt's going to have a huge game against the Giants. And uh, he's got Crabtree against the Patriots. I love that matchup. And, uh, you know. Does Weber have a shot? Weber must still have. Yeah, because he has yeah, the same he's four and six. right now. So. 
He's, okay. He's, and Sween's tied with me. All right, Sween's yeah, he's he's yeah. one spot below me. Okay. So, so when when Weber when Weber beats Sweeney, it helps both of us. Um next matchup, Katie versus Tim. And, well, I yeah. mean Tim is <laughs> and although I Tim leads I four one all time. I, I, yeah. I mean I'm gonna give it to Katie, obviously. Um I think Tim has already been in the position that he's he sold his team, right? Yeah, he sold it, but uh, Alvin Kamara is averaging like uh, 30 points a game for him. So, you know, could be worse. He is suffering, I think, from some buys. Yeah. Jack Doyle. That Jermaine doesn't Curse. J- Jack Doyle is one of the best tight ends in the game right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right well, he now. Was. I don't he know. It's, yeah. Last I week don't he know. had a well, bad game. I, I picked up Jack Doyle in my other league. Um, who is a free agent for whatever reason, and I and I managed to snag him, and yeah, so I've got a little bit of a sore spot for him. Yeah, I don't know um, why I'm arguing for Tim because Katie's going to win this game. <laughs> I mean, unless Amari Cooper has another forty point week, I don't, I don't know what yeah, to, to. only, you know, that only happens, not a lot of faith in it. Let's put it that way. That only happens when I'm playing him. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so next matchup is Marissa versus Galligan. <laughs> and she, she leads this matchup 8-1 all time. Um, Marissa's always been really good. And she's coming off her best week of the year against me, of course. And Galligan is only projected for 97 <laughs> points. Is this where you go, Galligan has a terrible team, stop being terrified of him? Yeah, Galligan has a bad team. Does- Marvin Jones Jr. had like two weeks in which he scored 30 points, but that is unsustainable. He's starting Ty Montgomery uh, and Kenyon Drake. He spent $55 of fab on Kenyon Drake. (laughs) He has a bad team, Trevor. You're going to beat him, and so is Marissa. You're just going to watch. At this point, well, what is his record? Seven and three. Is that good enough that he's guaranteed a spot in the playoffs? Uh, Yeah, I would be shocked if he missed the playoffs. I mean, he would have to lose, what, three games in a row? I, would that still consider him? If I make the playoffs, I desperately want to play Galligan first round. <laughs> All right. All Fair right. enough. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Marissa. I, I think hands down, and I think Marissa's a really has a great team and has always been a talented player. All right. So next matchup, the battle of the other two teams <laughs> in Steve's division. <laughs> Um, Devin and Stevie, and let's see, how's that matchup faring all time? Stevie, 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 uh, Stevie leads six, five all time. I, I don't know how I feel. I don't know. Like, well, I'll tell you how looking I, at this. I really like Juju Smith Schuster. Sure. Um, and I, I, I got him on my other league. So there are some um, players I like. Wentz. On Stevie's team, Love Wentz obviously. Stefan yeah. Diggs is good, but it's tough to know which Stefan Diggs is the real Stefan Diggs. Jamison mm-hmm. Crowder, mm, I think he sucks. Dion Lewis, <laughs> unpredictable. Um, um, I think Dion Lewis is. I, I, you know, I'm going, I'm going Stevie on this. <laughs> uh, and I am going. I'm going Devin. I like Derek Carr yeah. against the Patriots. Love Golden Tate. Love Adam say, t- Thielen against the Rams. Adrian Peterson against Houston. Not the best matchup. 
But yeah, I got Devin here. All right, that's fine. We'll we'll take the opponent opposing sides on this one. All right, next matchup. Uh everyone's favorite D versus Steve. Um Steve I mean <laughs> Steve is Steve's team's reeling. He just scored 90 points. He did win. Um but he does have Richard Nixon as his fail son this week. So that's intimidating for D. Have you been able to study that? Does that gain insight to how he's feeling? I think uh, all of his fail sons are are just like he he just bases it on his opponent. And this one, you know, is D I mean, centric, I, I, I guess. He would, I don't know. I mean, we always have D who kind of like embodies this like soviet union cold war kind of kind of theme um i mean what, what's your team name the kremlin um but like you know you, you think he would pick something like more reagan-ish i don't know yeah i hear you that that seems like well i don't know i, I mean point is that there there is no discussion to be had about who's going to win for the person who is 10 and 0 and their points total is at least two or three hundred above where we're at, and we're in the next two spots. Yeah, um, he's averaging a hundred and forty points a week, and you and I are averaging like a hundred and twenty-one and a hundred and twenty-two. Um, uh, it, it does make me feel better that it will knock D down, and depending how this week goes, um, it might help me, uh, you know, pull ahead of her. Yeah, that would be nice. Cause, uh, I think she, I still see her making the playoffs. Maybe not, but, uh, I do have Steve winning here, but Steve's team is it's, it's as vulnerable as it's ever been. Cause Ezekiel Elliott is officially out until week 16. So Steve has to, win the first round of the playoffs, his first round, the second round of the playoffs without Elliot. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Sorry. No, I'm just predicting that this is going to be, Steve will go into the playoffs, but he's not going to make it all the way through the playoffs. Yeah, that does seem like he is the 2007 Patriots, and he's going to (laughs) go undefeated, and then he's going to lose to the Giants. Um, mm-hmm. and if there's any team that is like the giants, it's gotta be the guy who starts Sterling Shepard, uh, and did have Odell Beckham jr. Um, all right. Speaking of that team, the last matchup, you versus me, uh, I've got you here. I don't, I don't know. I, I really think you do. Were doing this because secretly, you know, it's like, well, if I don't expect it, it will happen. Um, if it was that know. easy for me to get a win, I'd be in the playoffs. I uh, when I expect to win, I lose, and when I expect to lose, I lose. I just looked at our matchup, and right now, I know these don't mean a whole lot, but Yahoo's little like you know underdog and favorite. It has sixty six percent favorite you to win, thirty four for me. Um, I I am I am banking so much on this game on boomer bus players. Uh, that, you know, and not just the one in hopes of like, oh, if he doesn't perform as well, at least I've got an entire other team to, to help me out. Um, no, I'm looking at Doxon and I'm looking at Ellington and, you know, whether or not, you know, they're going to have, you know, their games of the season this week. 
And, and I think that's a lot to hope for. I mean, I'm hoping Crowell's going to come back. He's kind of proved it, but can he maintain? I don't know. Um, Shepard, I feel a little bit comfortable with. I would be playing him regardless. Of course, I would be for Ertz and Ingram. Um, and uh, I don't know how. And, and then the thing is, too, is like we, we don't have any Thursday games. I, it looks like we have all Sunday games except for two. Um, I got Wilson playing on Sunday. And if he does really well, guess who he's going to be throwing to? You're Doug Baldwin. Yeah. So, well, so that's that's the Monday game, and I hate having right. so, Monday games. But I, I'm just saying that, like, let's say Sunday finishes off, and we are actually kind of close for whatever reason, and I'm like, oh, I could take him. Wilson's going to have a great game, and he's due to get a lot of points. It's not going to matter as much just because you're going to be able to stay on par with Wilson if Baldwin's getting all the touchdown receptions. I, so all the touchdowns go to freaking Jimmy well, I Graham. Mean, not, they all go to Jimmy Graham. Um, so I will say um, the thing that scares me about this week is I don't love my players matchups. Uh, I don't love Todd Gurley against the Vikings who have been great against the run. I don't like. I don't love Des Bryant against any team at this point. Even though I, I, got, I got Des on my other on my other league, so and f- as much as I want him to do well in that league, I don't want him to do well here. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be. But he hasn't been really performing well. He's been letting me down a lot. What what I think is going to be very interesting here is Jay Ajayi. So I'm starting Jay Ajayi. I have no idea how many carries he's going to get. Last week, well, week nine, he got eight carries. He's supposed to have a more of a role in the offense, and I don't know if that means 15 carries, 20 carries, or just like 10 carries. And it is against Dallas, and Dallas has been better lately against the run, except Sean Lee is out, and like their defense is reeling again, and the Dallas offense isn't going to be able to do much. Without their, mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. Um, Elliot, and then I forget who their offensive lineman guy is. So we'll see. Like if Jay Ajayi has a good game, I'm gonna feel good. But if he has a bad game, I think this is gonna be another close game that I lose. Have you been playing him? I haven't been following you in the weeks prior. Uh, Have you been using him? He so, is your namesake. So I've played him every week until he was okay. traded to the Eagles. And I didn't play him the one week he played for the Eagles because he had been traded and he only had a couple of days to prepare for the game. So everyone was like, he's going to have a limited snap count. He's not going to get that many touches. And although he only got eight touches, he rushed for 77 yards and a touchdown. And that was his only (laughs) touchdown on the season. The one game I didn't play him. But the fact of the matter is if he only had eight, eight rushing attempts, that's nothing compared to like the opportunities he was given prior. Correct. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I, I think, I think bar none, I think you're, you're going to win. I, I, <laughs> I will agree that you must be cursed if, if you don't win this week. Um, I'm really looking ahead for the last two weeks against Galligan, who maybe he isn't as intimidating as I think he is, despite him being in second place and Marissa, who I am very intimidated by. Yeah, um, you got her in week 13. Um, let's see. How are you doing? I'm going to look at the matchup. What, what is now. our our combined uh, matchup? What, what is our record? What is what is our record? Well, so you're yeah, f- going up against each other. 
Oh, good question. I kind of fell off on that, didn't I? Uh, we, I lead the matchup 3-2 all time. There are not a lot of matchups I lead, by the way. One well, of them is go. against you. So I'm hoping to make that 4-2, and two, but I'm guessing that it's going to be tied 3-3. Three, three. All right, Trevor. That's been big compliments. Yeah, your team's good. Like I said on the last podcast, I think uh, I think you deserve manager of the year. Uh, but it's not. I'm hoping it doesn't help you this week. Um, all right. So I think that's it for this week. Unless you have anything else you want to add before we sign off. No, Godspeed to our teams. I <laughs> wow, it's hilarious that you think I'm going to pull through it, but um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking even even if we 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 go down, I think it's still still some last drives to make it into the playoffs wow. here. I'm just excited, actually. I have an opportunity. Well, even if you do lose, you'll be five and six, and if Sweeney loses to Weber, then Weber, me, you, and Sweeney would all be five and six. So you'd still very much be in the driver's seat with your points tiebreakers. So don't feel bad if you lose, but my season's over if you win. <laughs> <laughs>